Welcome back to yet another volume of disturbing tales taken from Reddit. For today's episode, we're going to narrate three new stories from the platform. Sit back with your snacks and prepare to enjoy. If you're taking part in our 100th episode giveaway, remember that your entry is not complete after posting a single comment. If you need to refresh your memory on how to win our prize, please be sure to check out the rules stated in our volume 100 video. Find the link on screen now. I wish the best of luck to each viewer that takes the time to support the channel, and it'll be my honor to gift this prize when the time comes. Until then, let's jump into these unsettling stories. Back when I, a woman, was in college, University of Texas, my roommates, who included another girl and two guys, all decided to drive to Boulder, Colorado for spring break. To maximize our time, we decided to take shifts and drive all the way through, rather than stopping for overnight stays along the way. It was roughly set to be an 18-hour trip. So I'm driving my shift when we reach the Texas Panhandle in the early morning hours. We're out in the middle of nowhere and have not seen a single car in either direction for ages when we notice headlights behind us. The car came upon us quickly and then followed behind for some time. Oddly, it would get real close to us, then back off real far and then ramp up to get close again. This pattern continued for several miles. We were in the car nervously joking about it being a potential deliverance situation set in Texas flatland. Suddenly, the headlights are joined by red and blue police lights. It was so dark out that we hadn't seen the light bar on the hood and hadn't realized we were being followed by a cop. I check my speedometer and I'm not speeding, so we're all wondering why we're getting pulled over in the first place. But I go ahead and pull over to the shoulder. Up comes a cop wearing a cowboy hat to my window. He shines his light in the car and looks us over, then proceeds to ask me to get out of the car. I hesitate at first, but there are three other people in the car with me, so I'm not feeling particularly unsafe at this point. I grab my wallet, get out, and stand against the driver's side door. The cop looks at my license and insurance, then tells me he's going to do a sobriety test. I'm thinking, what the fuck? But I know that I've had nothing to drink, so I say okay. The way the cop directed me for the walking in a straight line test had me ending my walk right by his car. When I finished, he reached over to open his back passenger side door and told me to get in. Me. What? Why? Cop. Sit in the car while I look up your license. Now, I had heard how doors on the back of a cop car only open from the outside. So I know if I get in this car and he closes the door... I won't be able to get back out. It's like 3 a.m., pitch black darkness on a road dozens of miles from any civilization. I'm not getting in that car. Me. I'm sorry, sir, with all respect, and for my own safety, I don't want to get in the back of your car. The cop, with more than just a tinge of anger spreading across his face, says, What did you say to me? Me. For my own safety, and with all respect, I'm not sitting in the back of your car. You can call for another officer to come out here, but I don't feel safe getting in your car. 
Cop only proceeds to get angrier. Do you realize I could arrest you right now for not obeying an order from a police officer? Me repeating again. Sir, I'm not meaning to be disrespectful, but I'm not getting into your car. We go back and forth like this for several minutes. Him threatening to arrest me, my friends, hold us overnight, etc., etc. And me refusing to budge on my insistence to not get into his car. The cop then leers at me and asks, What? Are you afraid of being kidnapped? Alright, what the fuck? How messed up is that to even ask? I glance towards my car and see my friends piled up at the back window, watching, the two guys looking ready to jump out. The cop turns to look at them too. I don't know what went through his mind, but after being completely aggressive with me for what seemed like forever, he finally gave me a creepy smile, handed back my license and insurance, tipped his hat, got back into his own car, and drove off. At this point, I was shaking so badly that my friends had to help me back to the car. I don't even remember if he gave me a ticket or not. I was glad that I maintained my composure and had not cried in front of this asshole, but I totally broke down once in the back seat. To this day, I think about this head deciding to terrorize a young college female at 3 a.m., in the middle of rural Texas, and often wonder what would have happened if I had not stood my ground and instead gotten into that damn cop car. This all happened a few years ago, but upon discovering the sub, it reminded me of that incident, and I wanted to share. The year 2018, me and three other friends all males in our early 20s, decided to travel to Bali for about a week since it was cheap and we had time. So why not? Our itinerary included sightseeing, trying local foods, mountain climbing, visiting bars at the beach, basically a typical vacation in Indonesia. It was honestly quite a surreal experience. The country is absolutely beautiful and the food was amazing. The only issue I had about the trip were the locals. Drugs were prominent there, especially mushrooms. The streets were filled with druggies, dying to sell their drugs. I'm not exaggerating when I say this. One dude even grabbed my arm because I ignored his two-for-one deal for a one-way trip to meet Jesus. I shrugged him off while my friends laughed, suggesting that I may be passing up a chance to meet our Lord and Savior. He looked rabid and frantic, like he was about to pounce on me like a dog diagnosed with rabies. I wasn't too fearful though. We were confident that we could handle the dealers since half of them didn't even look like they were sober. But that's only the tip of the iceberg. The horror starts when we went back to our Airbnb for the night. We had an early day the next morning and were all exhausted. The place was extremely cheap and it didn't even have a proper locking mechanism for the door. It had two wooden doors which swung inwards and the only way to lock them to wedge a wooden block through the holes mounted on the door. It was quite a primitive lock, but it gets the job done, I guess. Everything was going well until the last night of our trip, when we realized that the wooden block was missing. We looked everywhere for it, but to no avail. Because we didn't have much to fit the holes in the door, we ended up using a selfie stick. I know, it sounds like a horrible idea even as I type it. 
We turned in for the night, seemingly not expecting anything since we had already stayed there for six days with no issues. I woke up to strange clicking sounds in the dead of night. I got out of my bed and thought maybe it's one of the guys, so I nonchalantly approached the noise. My friends were all sleeping, so I decided to investigate the cause of the noise myself. The ruckus seemed to be coming from the door, so that's where I went, beginning to feel an air of confusion as I stepped. Who could be at our doorstep this time of night? I noticed the doors were slightly opened and the selfie stick was horribly deformed. I peeked outside and saw three people staring through the gap between the doors. They were really close to the entrance and were attempting to push it open. I yelled at them, questioning their intentions, as I noticed one of them was holding that wooden block. I was shocked and puzzled at the situation, as I recognized one of the men. He did the general cleaning for the Airbnbs and pathways during the day, so there's no reason for him to be there at 3 a.m. The other dude asked if the wooden block belonged to us as they allegedly found it outside of our unit. I definitely smelled bullshit in the air, as there was no reason for them to do this at 3 a.m. I called for my guys, and the three men immediately ran for it. I clue in my friends on the circumstances, and we stayed up until the morning, in case they tried anything funny. We decided to report to the reception about their employee, but the description that I gave them? Well, they said that they don't have any employees that match that. They told me the housekeepers they hired consisted of only females in their late 30s and early 40s. This sent shivers down our spines as we came to realize that we had let a complete imposter in and out of our rooms while we were out. Luckily, nothing important was lost and we got out of the situation safely. I can't imagine what would have happened if I didn't wake up on that fateful night as the doors were close to being opened. I was just grateful that it was our last night there and that I'm such a light sleeper. So me, my husband, my daughter, my niece all went camping this weekend. We've camped at this place four times and never had any issues. Last night, we were setting up and about to start making dinner. This was around 8 p.m. When my daughter looks at me, looks behind me, looks back at me once more. I said, what? She said, look behind you. There's a little kid. Couldn't be more than six years old just standing there, watching my daughter and niece play with a soccer ball. I figured he was there camping too and just interested in what they were doing. My daughter invites him to play and he runs back into the woods like he got scared. I didn't think much of it, but after not seeing him for 15 minutes or so, I figured that he went back to his own campsite. But then he comes back. And at this point, it's dark outside. So he asks where his parents were. He responds in a very cold and matter-of-fact way. I don't have any parents. This leaves me a little bit confused. My husband asked if he was camping here, and at this point he screamed at my husband. My parents are dead, and I'm homeless. I sleep in the woods. I said, oh, okay, well, that's not safe at all, buddy. I'm going to call someone to help you. He said, please call them. I don't have a family. So I start to call the non-emergency police line. I gave him some food and a Gatorade and told him to hang out until help got there. 
Cops arrive in about 10 minutes. They start trying to talk to him. And at this point, he takes off running back into the woods and yells that his brother will be back for us. Cops chased after him. No idea what happened after that, but I didn't sleep a wink last night. It was the creepiest thing I've ever dealt with in my life, and it involved a child as the focal point. There's no houses within 10 miles of here. I'm really worried about him, but also just so creeped out about the brother thing. Update. And unlike most stories, this actually has a resolution. The child was a runaway from his new foster home. His quote, sleeping in the woods, means they've also been camping. Did confirm that his parents had passed away. No mention of a brother that the police or foster home know of. No idea why he ran from the police in the first place. My guess is that he got scared. This may have been a much creepier situation had it been left as a cliffhanger. But I'm also glad that this kid isn't alone, sleeping in the woods, like some feral child. And I hope that he sticks close to his foster parents and doesn't run off to give another family a panic attack of sorts.